Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 280. We have officially 20 more episodes until 20 normal episodes, not teaching series. Before we get to episode 300, and you know on the centennial episodes, we always like to do something a little bit different. So we kind of know what we're going to do. We have ideas. Stay tuned. Get excited. Stay excited. Today is August 8th, 2023. Thank you for putting up with us yesterday, like I said, or maybe you didn't, you decided not to watch it. It was a rerun, but it was no ordinary rerun. It was with my wife, uh, who I love dearly, and um, it was just a great time. I it just, I, anytime I have, I do an episode with her, I'm just like, everybody needs to watch it. Everybody needs to, uh, to, to listen to her wisdom and all that. Uh, I have an occasional bout of wisdom as well, but I just, I think she's great. Um, and, uh, I just like to get her out there as much as possible, but, uh, yeah, we had a cancellation with Julie Lopez last minute and, uh, we tried to fill it, but we couldn't. Um, and so I was like, Oh, ding light bulb ding. And, uh, I was like rerun Valentine's day special, but we call it relationships do's and don'ts because a lot of people didn't watch the episode. Cause they're like, I don't have a Valentine. So no, I'm not going to watch it. But the thing that I love about romantic relationships is they also can your principles there are learned in your platonic relationships. And that's how the Lord did it with me. Um, that's how the Lord did it with Lauren. Um, and so when we applied those to our, our relationship together, um, there's just a lot to glean from it, whether you're in a relationship or not. Everybody's in some kind of relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic. So I digress. Uh, if you guys are listening on Spotify and you are not following the Elijah Fire podcast yet, go ahead and give us follow that'll really help us out rate this podcast on those platforms whether it's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and beyond um also anytime you guys donate to elijahstreams.com slash donate all proceeds go towards keeping this elijah fire and elijah streams afloat at five days a week but then we take a portion of every donation and you get the double whammy you support this but you also get to support the amazing water well efforts that we're doing overseas in Uganda, Ethiopia, and beyond. So we're going to play a quick video, update video, and then we're going to get going. By giving towards clean water in Uganda, you are impacting thousands of lives. Praise the Lord. I'm so happy. I've been blessed. As a pastor, I've spent 34 years on this village. When I got saved, God touched me and told me to preach the word of God through action. I've been teaching water for old people, for the elderly. I wanted to make sure that they get water. There's been a lot of suffering. They've been fetching water from very far places and the water has been bad. But today, we have seen God. I thank God and I thank you, people. God bless you. Together, we can continue to bring clean water to the people in Uganda, Africa. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. 
or mail a check today to Elijah's Dreams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. All right, so I am uh, very excited about today's show. And we were talking backstage uh, with this guest today and uh, just so warm, so fantastic. Um, and honestly, guys, he has such an anointing on his voice, not just singing, but talking. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just trying to build him up, build him up, build him up. He's a singer songwriter. Again, you guys, if you have not checked out his stuff, you can find a lot of it on Instagram. He posts little reels of him singing. Dude's got some serious pipes. I mean, serious. So, um, he's also a business owner. Let's give it up for my guest today. So great. Drew Chambers. What is up, man? I, I love that intro. Yeah. I love that intro. <laughs> just, just, just fired up. You're fired up now. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the show for the first time, Drew. Yes, sir. Yeah. First time. Well, I'm very excited to have you on, man. I've just been so expectant over the last couple of days. And, um, you know, I've been following your testimony, you know, like you, you kind of dialogue you know you uh catalog your uh your testimony um documented on uh on instagram and beyond um and uh i'm just i know it's gonna really bless a lot of people uh it's gonna give a lot of people hope um but why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and you can just jump right into uh we can just start talking about your testimony absolutely thank yeah. you for having me on absolutely like, it, this is this is like maybe like the second interview that i've done where i've talked on video so oh wow um, i'm just i'm very uh, uh you know appreciative thank you for having me on here absolutely um so i'm drew chambers uh i i am a singer uh i'm a songwriter um you know i'm a business owner here in uh tennessee just outside of knoxville mm-hmm. um and i i like to say that i'm god's mouthpiece yeah. um you know, and I, I I try to uh, channel that a lot in what I do musically. Uh, I usually don't uh, post anything uh, that I don't feel led to post or put out to the world, uh, especially when it comes to music, sure. writing of the sort. Like the Lord has to be speaking to me in order uh-huh. to, you know, to put it out. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I've been in music for many, many years. Um, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in the church, uh, I grew up char- kind of charismatic church uh-huh. of God. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I had that foundation as a child and, um, you know, as I got older, music really became a, a big part of my life. And, uh, that was something that I always wanted to do. I always struggled, um, with the idea of, was I going to be singing for the Lord or was I going to be singing for the world Uh (laughs) as my mama would call it. And, um, and so, uh, I always, I always struggled with my identity, you know, in that aspect and, and who I was even just from a musical aspect. Um, but as I got older, um, in my early twenties, I, uh, I wound up going down to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to audition for a TV show. Um, it was on Sunday Best. It was called, uh, it was on BT, I'm sorry. 
on BET and it was called Sunday Best. Okay. And um, I went down to Atlanta and um, I auditioned for this show, got on TV, and um, I began traveling all around the country, uh, singing in churches. Um, and, you know, I, I tend to tell people that that kind of uh, elevated me to a platform that I was not spiritually ready for, yeah. uh, nor was my character ready for. That's a big um, one. Right. Ugh, and I, yeah. think, I, I think that oftentimes, especially in today's world, people get so enamored on the giftings you know what i'm saying yeah i know and yeah <laughs> I, I mean but giftings and callings you know come without repentance you know and so i um you know i i was traveling all over the country singing in people's churches people were inviting me to sing and do all that yet i really didn't uh i really didn't know god for myself um i grew up in church um and i had that background um, but I think that a lot of times we can tend to get caught up in the motions of the of religiosity of, you know, just going to church to be going. Right. And you think that that can equate to, I know the Lord cause I go to church every Sunday and I read Absolutely. my Bible almost every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. And so, you know, you, you're like, Oh, I know the Lord. I know the Lord, but I'm like, uh -huh. does God know you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, so I, I never really knew God for myself, and um, I was struggling a lot, uh, in particular in my identity. Uh, when I was around uh, five years old, um, I was uh, at a babysitter's home where I had um, two boys in the home uh, violated me sexually, mm. and um, I you know, even now, like I can look back on that time and I can still remember the weather on that day. Wow. I can still remember my mother coming and picking me up um, wow. from the babysitter's home. And um, I, I think that a lot of times the enemy um, works so hard uh, to try and uh, get you when you're young, yeah. you know, oh, like, uh, to throw a wrench uh, you know, uh, in, in that path while you're young, uh, especially, um, you know, to keep you from stepping into the calling, uh, that God has for you. And, um, so I just remember that time really bringing a lot of confusion for me and, uh, something shifted on the inside of me that day. And, um, it's a, it's a day that i would never forget. And um, as I got older, even as a young child, um, I began to have, um, you know, feelings and attraction to uh, other boys. Mm. And I did not understand that um, that experience at that babysitter's home, you know, when I was five years old, um, had opened me up, you yeah. know, to uh, perversion uh, and confusion over my life. And so I had these feelings. And even at the time, like I knew that it was wrong. Uh, it, just something on the inside of me said that it was wrong. But 
there was something also that was saying like you've got to keep it hidden you've got to yeah. keep it secret like mm -hmm. don't tell nobody yeah you know, that kind of thing do you and, really quick drew do yeah. you feel like that is a pretty common denominator with a lot of people that maybe are entangled within um it could just be sin period yeah. but uh, maybe it's addiction maybe it's homosexuality maybe it's do you feel like that's a common denominator from people you've talked to do you feel like that's a common occurrence it, honestly in when i uh, was in that lifestyle from uh men that i had spoken to and even uh, you know women um that tended to be a a huge common denominator mm. amongst many mm. many people i think that i think that situations like that uh, go on a lot more than we think they do. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I tell people even now, like, be very careful, be very diligent about um, who is around your children. Hmm. You know, uh, even even from a family perspective, be very, be very careful about who you are exposing your children to. You don't want to be sending your children off to a home where the enemy is in charge. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, on, why on. would you do that? Like when, if, if the, the, if God is the head of your household, why would you then send your child off, you know, to somebody else's household to spend the night or, or do whatever it is that, you know, children do, or, you know, babysitters homes, uh -huh. um, when God isn't the head of that household. Mm. And, um, and so, I do believe that is a, definitely a common denominator. I'm not going to say that, you know, that's always the case. Right. You know, I know that doors can be opened, sure. you know, in other, you know, sure. other ways. But um, yeah, so I wound up, um, you know, as I got older, I had these feelings on the inside of me. I, I didn't know, um, didn't really quite know what to think of them. But, you know, growing up in the 90s, growing up here in the South, um, you know, obviously times were different back then than they are today, right. um, where now everything goes, you know, it's, it's a live and let live, do whatever you want to attitude. You know, back then, uh, I, I, I think that the whole uh, homosexual uh, lifestyle was just kind of starting to really beginning to flourish. You know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. take yeah. more of a prominence um in culture yeah. and um so but growing up in church um you know i always heard christians uh talk very very um negatively about homosexuals uh i sad but uh, true yeah absolutely like mm -hmm. just the you know the fire and brimstone that's <laughs> yeah of, you know, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. And although like, to me, obviously, like, even then, like struggling in that lifestyle, I, I knew that I could not, you know, as I got older, serve two masters, you know, that I, uh, I could not say yeah. that I am truly a follower of Christ, if I am also walking in sin, and living that lifestyle mm -hmm. um you know the bible is very clear on that you yeah. know all first corinthians romans one i mean all mm -hmm. many many places um but my struggle was i always heard people condemning you know those that were living in that lifestyle but i i never had anybody um talk about people 
that were struggling in that um, really in, from a understanding, compassionate place uh, that we, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God. Amen. You know, we, we all are, mm-hmm. are born into sin, you know, shaped in iniquity. And, um, you know, I think that homosexuality, it's like, I think people put it up here oh, above yeah. everything else. Uh-huh. And, yeah. um, you know, it's like, so you hear people just constantly, you know, um, berating people, living that lifestyle, but nobody's telling you how to get free. Yeah. Nobody's telling you how to come out of it, you know, um, and that was my experience, you know, um, and so I struggled with that for so long. And um, I, I didn't really know how to come up from out of that uh, mentality and that mindset. And so then as I got into my adulthood, um, you know, I pretty much said to myself, like, well, my God, like, if I can't, you know, come out of it, then I guess I might as well live it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, we all try to come up with a, with a, you know, when you're living in sin, you want to try to come up with your own gospel. You know, we try to make God in our image mm-hmm. rather than in my opinion. That's not what that first means. Or in my opinion, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, right. Yeah. We try to we try to make God in our image rather mm-hmm. than being transformed into Come His on. image. And um, so I would make excuses for myself. Well, God is you know God is still using me. Like, well, God is still doing this in my life. So you know, if what I'm doing is so wrong then why am I, you know, why am I having this favor on my life over here? And, you know, like, this yeah. is how I'm trying I've, I've to heard that one a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, um, but the word of God has to reign supreme. It Come doesn't on. matter how we view things. What matters is what God's word says. And yeah. if his word rules and reigns in our lives. Mm. Um, and so, um, you know, as I got older, I, um, I pretty much ran off from home, you know, after I wound up on Sunday best and I was traveling all over the country, um, you know, performing, I wasn't really doing it to glorify God. I was doing it more for a paycheck. And, um, you know, I wanted to sing, I wanted to, you know, use my gift. Uh, but, uh, it was coming from a very perverted place because I was living in, in sin Mm -hmm. and, um, my eyes were not on God. And so uh, I pretty much ran off from home. I, re- I moved down to Atlanta and, um, you know, I really began living in a homosexual lifestyle, you know, full blast. Uh, I wound up moving down there with a man that I had met online hmm. uh, who turned out to be an alcoholic. Just, uh, I mean, it was a, a very wild, wild situation. Hmm. and. Um, you know, I was looking for love in all the wrong places, you know? And um, so I wound up, uh, you know, uh, coming out of that relationship in Atlanta. At the time, I was still traveling around in churches, singing. I wound up getting on another season of this television show on, on BET, and uh, which is, I look back on it now, to me, that is it's sad and scary at the same time that, uh, and I, I know that it goes on a lot in, in that culture where, you know, uh, people didn't care about where I stood spiritually. Hmm. Uh, they wanted the gift. 
They wow. wanted the voice. Uh, they would throw money at you, like come to my church, you know, sing for us, you know, and, and wanted your name to be there. But they did not care about your soul. Like, you know, like, and, and where you yeah. were at spiritually. Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And, um, you know, I was not being held accountable by anyone. I had no backing. I wasn't rooted and grounded in a local church. I was truly like a fly by night. And um, so, you know, I, I proclaimed, you know, God, but I, I, I did not know God. And I, I, I tend to say that, you know, I've become very comfortable with a God that I did not know. Hmm. And so um, I was doing all this traveling in churches. Meanwhile, I would be laid up in hotel rooms having sex with people hmm. and then get up on stage and minister Wow. Minister, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, in, in, <laughs> in front of congregations. Yeah. Like, I look back on that and it's just mind blowing to me. And what's even more mind blowing to me is that nobody ever called me out on it. Wow. Like, no, I, nobody ever set me down and said, hey, like, I, Drew, I see this on you. Like, you know, or, hey, like, kid, let's sit down and talk. Like, I see you're struggling with this. Like, mm. you know, at the time, like, you know, I, I think after you've been in that lifestyle and that stronghold has taken hold um, over you, it really, it starts to emanate outwardly. You know, you start uh, to me, your 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 mannerisms start to change. You know, yeah. you become you get these feminine mannerisms. Yeah, you know, more like feminine. Yeah, um, yeah, the way you speak yeah. and. All those things, mm -hmm. it's just amazing how that stronghold can start to pierce through into like yeah. the physical. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so really, I know sorry, really quick, Drew. What in regards to the people around you when they were like no one said anything, were were people aware of what was going on in your life, or was this something you were trying to keep hidden? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, well, I definitely kept it hidden from um you know, people that were close to me. Um, but I, you know, looking back on my life, like I was very uh, bold with, with an outward uh, with my lifestyle as well. So it's not anything that you couldn't easily go online and see. Oh, okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but two, there's just, I think, Two, because I've lived it and I've come out of it, I can, I, you know, that spirit of discernment is, I can easily see it on other people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I believe that uh, anyone who walks in that discernment, you know, can see that. Yeah. And so um, really, I mean, the only people that knew uh, were the ones that were closest to me, uh, i.e. My, my parents, my parents knew. Um, but you know, I kind of, you know, like I said, I ran off to Atlanta really to get away from my parents because they were about the only ones that were holding me accountable, yeah. you know, in my early twenties. Yeah. So I was like, I gotta well, get God bless your parents. I mean, I've had other people on the show talk about, um, any kind of, 
uh, sin that they were ensnared in and that like their parents were the ones speaking life over them and speaking the Absolutely. truth over them, you know, even yeah. if they hated it at the time. Absolutely. And yeah. I know I, I remember back in those times, like, you know, my mother in particular and, you know, God rest her soul. She went to be with the Lord. Um, nearly almost two years ago today is actually her birthday oh my Uh, goodness happy birthday mama up in heaven (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you when you sent me this date for us to do this i was like okay let's do this day um but there was I, i just remember it was just something about me in that time i guess it was just the darkness on the inside of me could not stand the light on the inside of her and so me and my mother had a very, very um, uh, strained relationship during that time. Um, and I didn't want to be around her. And because I just, I couldn't stand that it. I couldn't, say, yeah. I couldn't stand the prayers. Yeah. I couldn't stand um, just, she was somebody that, you know, she was going to walk in truth, whether or not you liked it or not, you wow. know, like, yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, but I'm, you know, involved traveling around in churches and all that stuff. And, um, I, I kind of got to a point where, um, you know, the, the lifestyle really began to take a hold on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, homeless, not living a homosexual lifestyle. It's, it's a very destructive lifestyle and, um, you sin carries a heaviness to it. Yeah. And um, oftentimes in order to bear the weight of that heaviness, you, you have, it's like you have to medicate yourself with something. Sure. You know, and like if if it ain't in the Lord, then you're going out here to the world, um, you know, for it. And so you see a lot of people get caught up in drinking uh, in, in drugs, in partying and going to the club. I remember, you know, living in Atlanta, um, you know, that, that lifestyle is very pervasive, very, uh, open in that city. And it's like, you would see the same people do it. It's just a constant thing every week. Like this whole lifestyle, uh, is like, Oh, you know, you go to the bar on, you know, Saturday until, you know, two, three a.m. in the morning, and then you are hungover, and you know you you've done drugs all night, and then you sleep until twelve, one o'clock in the evening, and then you get up and do Sunday Fun Day, where you you know you go out and have brunch, and then you do it all over again. And I, wow. I mean, it just it's such a it's such a destructive lifestyle, and it's so easy to get caught up in addictions and you know things of that sort, and uh, which is what I got caught up in. Um, you know, obviously, living in that perversion, that sexual perversion, um, you know, sin is never satisfied. Right. You know, it'll always want more. It's like more candy. Yeah. It's yeah. good in the moment, but you're, you know. I mean, right. Yeah. And then you desire more. It's like, yeah. you know, you go back to it like, oh, that don't, that don't taste that good. I, I need to go. I need to go, you know, to the next level, to the next level, to the next yeah. level. And so um, I remember um, by by this point, you know, me singing and traveling around in churches performing, I honestly got to the point um, where 
I told myself that if I was not going to live um, a, a, a life uh, right before the Lord, that I, uh, I was not going to continue uh, to play with God. Because even in my mess, even in my sin, I, I still knew that that was a very serious thing, like that I, I should not, I was a, very much a hypocrite, uh, mm-hmm. but I, it just got to the point where it's like, I couldn't continue to balance the, the two lifestyles and like, right. and hide one and like try to do the other. And it just, I, I got very tired of, of living that balancing act. And so the lifestyle took over. And yeah. I, I stopped uh, singing. I um, stopped taking bookings and all this stuff. And, you know, uh, really just uh, I got caught up in the perversion, became very addicted to sex, very mm-hmm. addicted to pornography. Um, and through that lifestyle, it opened me up to addiction. And um, I uh, started to smoke crystal meth. I had never done drugs before in my wow. life. I had only ever drank once, but um, I had um, through you know this sex addiction that I had, it exposed me to drugs. And so, you know, I I tried it, and um, you know the guilt and the shame was there. And then after that wore away, you know, I wanted more of it. And that quickly, you know, spiraled, yeah. you know, into addiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time I had a business down in Atlanta. Uh, I was very successful at it. Um, you know, I had everything on, you know, I was taking care of myself. But obviously as the drug, you know, took a greater stronghold in my life, um, everything else in my life went to pot Mm -hmm. and um, I just became so focused on, you know, getting high and staying high, um, having sex and just really being immersed in that homosexual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And um, nothing else really mattered to me anymore. And um, the joy from my life had had gone. um, And, uh, you know, that's all my mind thought about. And was sin continually? Really, yeah, it really yeah, was continual. Yeah. And um, so I would wind up on these, you know, three, four, five day benders where I wouldn't sleep for three, four, five days. Wow. And, um, I wouldn't eat, and um, you know, I would just sit and watch porn for four or five days and not eat and not sleep and. I mean, you know, that starts to take a toll on you. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I used to sit in a, in, in, on a couch for so long, just smoking drugs to the point where I would get edema in my legs and my legs would swell up with fluid and I'd have to lay in bed with, you know, my feet elevated. And, um, you know, it was just, I would, you know, I would be in these moments where I would try to get clean, but I would fall back into it. I may mm-hmm. get clean for a month. I'd fall back into it. But, you know, that stronghold of addiction over my life, you know, it obviously it needed to be broken. And um, so I'll never forget, um, you know, this was around 2020. Uh, I had uh, really 
began to go south, um, people started to notice um, that something about me was off. You know, I guess like when you're walking around like this and yeah, you know, just, just bugging. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. tweaking out. I mean, people are going to know that something. Yeah. Is up. Um, and um, people started to take notice. I uh, started to miss appointments. Uh, I wouldn't show up to things, you know, that I was supposed to be showing up to even my business. You know, I would have appointments where I would be charging people for things and not showing up. And, wow. um, you know, all my money was going to drugs. I, I used to, when I would get hungry, there'd be times like where I would be so broke from like buying drugs that I would have to go into trash cans to dig out food to eat, to have food to eat. Wow, man. Because I, I did not have the money to buy Yeah, food. and here you are as a business owner, but you're still and, doing the Wow. And broke, busted, and disgusted. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't have nothing, which was we. Uh, every bit of my money was going to that. Yeah, I mean, it was just the sin was just. It was like literally. I mean, it was robbing me of everything, and um, you know, so the drugs spiraled into you know not wanting to really be involved in anything. I would sit in my house that really began to open me up to um, uh, the demonic. Sure. And um, I began to really, uh, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but, and I have never told anybody this before, but I uh, really, I had such destructive mindset. It was like that I I wanted to be destroyed. I, I know wow. that sounds so strange and so weird. Well, it's just it's like your like, self-worth, you know, yeah. is pretty diminished. So, I mean, yeah. it does make sense in that regard. Yeah, it's like I didn't want to live anymore. I think, mm -hmm. it, too, it was like the enemy, you know, like you're never going to get clean. You might as well just like, you know, just accept Go all it. the way. You know, and, go all yeah, the way. Yeah. And so you just, you sink, like, especially with crystal meth, it just, it takes you to like the deepest depths of depravity wow. and deviancy. It's like things that you would never expect that you would ever even do, like you wind up doing. And it's like, uh, I don't think people really understand like just the level of perversion that's in our society. And like, I, you know, I, I, I think back to, um, I don't know if you remember back a few months ago, like the whole Mr. Beast situation. Yeah. The guy that like worked for Mr. Beast uh -huh, and he and, a, and he transitioned or yeah. wants to transition. Yeah. And immediately when I saw that story, I started thinking back to the time that I was on drugs. And a lot of times when uh when you get like addicted to porn and your own drugs and stuff, you get into the, you get into this weird stuff like like hypno things like and it's a very sexual thing hmm. like they have there's like hypno stuff that actually will cause a man to want to be a woman hmm. and so i would get into this like this very demonic like um hypno type of uh stuff um and obviously what you don't realize is that you're opening yourself up to, to demons. Oh yeah. Big time. Big time. And, um, yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I just really went full force into it 
And I remember this girl like that knew me. I was out on the street one morning waiting for an Uber. This was in 2020. And uh, she pulled up next to me and she just rolled down her window and she said, Drew, she said, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And she's like, are you sure you're okay? She's like, you're really thin. Like you've lost a lot of weight. And I mean, at this point, like, you know, I've, I've, I'm skinny as a rail. Yeah. And um, COVID hit. And, um, you know, that really was a transition point for me. I think that it was a transition point for a lot of people. I, I tend to oh, look yeah. at COVID as like we stepped into a new era. We did. Um, yeah. You know, like, and, and things changed. Like they were, they were never the same and they're never going to be the Come same. On. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I really, for, for myself, God began to deal with me then. Wow. And um, I'll never forget. There was a woman that had sent me a video on my Instagram. And it was a video of a man by the name of Tommy Arani. I'm not sure if you know who that is. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, but he was giving a, in this video, a prophetic word uh, to America for that year. And I listened to it. Now, uh, keep in mind, like I'm down in Atlanta, I'm living in Midtown in the midst of just the nonsense that's going on with the demonic BLM agenda mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the demonic, uh, you know, C-19 agenda and just all yeah. this stuff. And I'm like, I'm like over it all, you know, like, yeah. and so she had sent me this video that he had posted giving a prophetic word. I had never heard even growing up in like a charismatic church of God, you know, as a child, I had never heard the prophetic. And I had never heard it in that way before. And um, in the midst of what I saw around me in the city, it's like I'm looking at the chaos and yet I'm hearing this word that this guy is, is, is given, this man of God, uh, that he is uh, speaking. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, this is what I see, but this is what God says. and. Um, it, there was something about that prophetic word, even though it was over America, it, it, uh, it sparked a hope on the inside of me. Wow. That like, if, if God is still concerned about America, like surely he's still concerned about me too, mm, wow. you know? And that was a hope that I had lost. Yeah. Here, I'm living in the midst of addiction, homosexuality, yeah. all mm -hmm. these things. And I'm like, well, if God is this concerned, about a nation like America, surely he's still concerned about me in spite of all of the wrong that I've done as well. Man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's and that's what I love about the prophetic. Like yeah. it makes it makes Jesus real to people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um so um I begin to listen to this man of God and I didn't realize that, you know, that was the beginning of God beginning to do a work on the inside of me. Like, and the whole time, like God had never left me. Like he was there the whole time, like waiting yeah. on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was in the gutter and, with you, you know? Absolutely. Even though you, yeah. And so I, I'm still sitting here 
you know, I'm loading up a dope pipe and smoking it and getting high. And I'm also listening to sermons <laughs> and listening to teachings. Wow. And um, so both of those things were going on at the same time. Wow. And uh, which I know sounds really crazy. Hey, man, <laughs> I heard a lot of crazy things. So <laughs> but, um, help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. So I'll never forget, like, in May of 2020, um, I was in my bed and I was getting high on drugs and um, I, I, I just, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, if, if you don't get out of here, you're going to die. You're not going to make it. Which to me, like, is in the midst of all that, like, that impression came upon me. And in that moment, I had to make a decision for myself um, what I, which way I wanted my life to go. And um, it was so strong upon me um, what I thought that the Holy Spirit was saying to me, that if I didn't choose, you know, and if I didn't leave, that I wasn't going to make it, that I called my father the next day. And I uh, told him that I wanted to come home. Wow. And that was something that was so, uh, uh, that was something that I never would have done ever in the past, ever, ever, ever. Like that was, to me, having to go back home would have been like a sign of defeat, like yeah. that, you know, I, I failed my life, mm -hmm. that I didn't, you know, I didn't do what I set out to do. And um, they were right. I was the one that was wrong. Yeah, yeah all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so I called my dad. I told him that I wanted to come home. And um, it was just maybe like two weeks later, um, he and my brothers come down and, uh, you know, loaded up what little I had. I walked away from my life down there um, and I left Atlanta. Um, I will say that through that whole time, um, you know, and, and this is something that I just want to say to people that are um, that may have family members or children who are struggling uh, in a homosexual lifestyle or drug addiction is um, never stop praying for your children. Mm. You know, never stop praying for those that um, uh, that are struggling. I mean, yes, I understand it sounds so basic, but I will never forget um the Lord speaking to me and, and telling me that it was the prayers of my mother that kept me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my mother knew the lifestyle that I was living in all those years that I was living in Atlanta. She knew now one thing that she never did is she never accepted it. You know, she never acknowledged it. Like she never in conversation, she never talked to me about how, um, you know, she never acknowledged anyone that I may have been talking to at the time or in a relationship with anything like that. Um, she loved me and she loved me, you know, all the way back in, in North Carolina, but she got on her face before God and she warred for my life in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it was that intercession and that prayer 
that kept me all those times that I should have been dead. Um, and there were many times, you know, that I, I mean, on drug vendors, mixing drugs, you know, out, out just living like hell that it's, I don't understand how I'm, I'm still here other than the grace of God that oh, kept 100%. me. And, you know, the word of God that the, says that the fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much, your prayers are powerful. Uh, and so, um, you know, I left Atlanta, we moved to Tennessee. And um, even when I moved to Tennessee, I'm still struggling in the lifestyle. I, I'm still struggling in addiction. Um, and uh, I'm having to sneak away, you know, to satisfy those desires. And um, I would, you know, get on flights, I would go back, I would fly down to Atlanta, I'd, you know, hole up in a, in a hotel room and, and smoke drugs for a weekend, come back. Um, and then I, um, I remember actually, I had a friend of mine that lived down in Dallas, Texas. Um, he has a ministry down in Dallas, Texas. And I saw that he uh, was doing a deliverance conference. Mm -hmm. And um, I like clearly like I I'm struggling with these things like I can't I can't break free from this stuff like maybe I need to go to this deliverance service mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know maybe that'll mm -hmm. maybe that'll change me like maybe you know maybe I'll you know break free from it there because by this time I'm living in Tennessee I'm back around my parents I'm having those influences um back in my life again and you know the Lord is still working on me even though I'm still like living in this lifestyle and uh, I haven't shed those things, it was a process for me. Like mm -hmm. it did not happen overnight. And I'm not saying that it, it can't happen for people overnight. Um, but through that time frame, I was kind of struggling, you know, between light and dark. And I'll never forget, you know, flying down to Dallas to this deliverance service. And I wound up going there the first night. And then by the second, and then I, I left the church and somehow wound up in a hotel room, strung out on crystal meth. After that one, going to the deliverance the thing? Service, yeah. Wow. After the church service. So, um, what, what I, I went down for deliverance and I wound up, you know, high as a kite. In wow. a hotel room. Yeah. And um, so come back home, right? And then um, in July of 2021, I, uh, I was on Instagram and uh, in comes back, uh, Prophet told me or I me. Um, I'm on Instagram, he goes live. And um, we connect over an Instagram live and the Lord begins to speak to me through him. And um, I will never forget um, how that word shifted something on the inside of me. Uh, it was like, you know, God reading my mail, mm -hmm. but it was like, even down to, it was like the language that God used uh, when he was speaking to me, it was language that I use for myself, but that I've never told anyone else. It's like the things that I think in my mind, mm -hmm. God was stating, 
you know, yeah. and it just, it blew my mind that God was that concerned about me. And that goes to show you how intimate he knows each and every single mm-hmm. one of us. Oh yeah. But God reveals to redeem. And, mm. um, you know, there was a shift on the inside of me that day that, that gave me uh, there again, hope that in spite of all that I've done, you know, uh, God was still pursuing me after that prophetic word. Um, I said, I, I, I said, okay, I need, I need to change my life. Like I, I need to change my life. Like God, I want you. I want only you. Like, I, I don't want to, con- I don't want to continue down this path. And so, um, you know, growing up, obviously in charismatic church, like I, I believe in deliverance, you know, I believe in healing, you know, even though I strayed and, you know, lived like hell, like uh-huh. those things were not new to me, you know, like I, I, I definitely believed in the, in the, you know, in the, in the spiritual realm, like I believed in demons and angels and, you know, all these things. And, uh, I knew that there were strongholds over my life that I needed to get freedom from. Hmm. And, um, so I was willing to do it by any means necessary at that point. And um, I wound up seeing that there was a revival service going on in Greenville, uh, South Carolina. And there was a woman by the name of Catherine Crick, uh, mm-hmm. who I had saw online, um, you know, and I did not know much about her ministry, but I had saw a video uh, that had come across a reel on Instagram of a girl getting set free. And um, I just remember seeing that video and it was like, whatever that is, like, I want that. Like, yeah. I, I need that freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wound up going down to this church for this revival service. And um, at this point, there was a desperation on the inside of me to change. And I kind of look at it, you know, it's like the woman with the issue of blood. It's like she tried everything, absolutely everything she to, to try to solve the issue. And I look and I, I equate that to my life. Like I had tried it all, you know, and everything that I could to fulfill me. And it left me absolutely yeah. empty. Mm-hmm. Just like her, there was a desperation on the inside of her that met her faith that if she could just touch the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. Mm. And so that was, to me, this was a, that, that kind of moment for me. Yeah. It was like, if I could just, if I could just get in the room, then I, I know that like, you know, if I can just get in the presence of the Holy Spirit, that um, everything that I've struggled with for so long, all these years, like, like God will meet me there. Hmm. Like I'm confident <laughs> in this. And so, um, I drive down to Greenville, South Carolina. I go to this revival service and at the end of the service, and I'll never forget that there, there was just a simplicity to the, the, the message that was preached uh, and to the gospel, unlike anything that I had ever heard. Like it was just so, um, and I, it, I say it is kind of elementary, but so powerful in the same and um, 
I will never forget, she called us up to the front. She said, anybody that wants um, deliverance, um, she said, I just want you to begin to um, renounce those things off of your life that, that you want God to set you free from, you know, repent and renounce. Now, repentance is, you know, is to, means to change your mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, mm-hmm. you change your mind about sin, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and then renouncing is really putting that to action. You know, that's action. But um, I I come up to the altar and I just I said, Lord, like I, I, you know, I renounce addiction off of my life. I renounce perversion uh, off of my life. All these things that I wanted God to break me free from. And uh, she said, on the count of three, I command every demonic spirit to to, uh, leave now every off every uh, from everything that you've renounced. One, two, three. And I, I just, all I remember is, you know, I, I knelt down on the ground and I just began to cough up, um, wow. you know, uh, gunk and I, somebody come over like with a trash can and, you, yeah. know, you know, in there. Um, but I, when I got up and I walked out of that church, there was like a, there was like a, it's like a physical heaviness had lifted off of Come me. Come on. Like I could feel it physically. There mm-hmm. was a heaviness that was on, on me had lifted. And um, I will never forget that. And there was such a peace and a joy, unlike anything that I had ever known, <laughs> unlike anything that I had ever experienced. And it's like everything that I spent my whole life searching for in that instance, like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I found it and, yeah. um, you know, I, I wound up going back home and I just, man, I could not wait to tell my parents everything that the Lord had done in me that night. Like, I'm like, I, I you know, I, I got home. I told my parents, like, you know, the Lord set me free and, you know, the, this is what the Lord done for me. And, um, it was such a powerful, powerful moment for me. And I really, I, I look at it as the beginning of, of, you know, my death walk and uh, the beginning, like to me, I think uh, many times deliverance can come in layers. Oh yeah. Uh, I 100%. think I, I'm really, I'm happy that, you know, we see the resurgence the importance placed upon deliverance. And, um, but um, I think that oftentimes uh, a lot of people want a quick fix. Yeah. Instead of really getting, you know, digging their heels in into the basics of what mm-hmm. God has taught us to do. So I tend to tell people, I'm like, if you go to a deliverance service or revival service in expectation that that's all you have to do, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Oh man. I'm so Um, glad you brought that up. Yeah. Like you're going to, you're going to fall back into whatever it is that um, you went there to get freedom from. Um, It's not a, a one time, you know, deal and done like this is a daily walk with the lord and um i think that like i said like 
the basics are so important. Um, you know, and oftentimes people ask me, um, do you still get temptations? Like, do you still, are you still attracted to men? That's what yeah. people, you know, people will ask you, are you still attracted to men? Mm -hmm. Like, do you still, um, do you still struggle with drugs or, you know, like, how is that? Like, and I can, you know, say I, all those years that I struggled with crystal meth addiction after that night, I never went back to it. Wow. I never went back to a homosexual lifestyle. Come on. <laughs> and, Come on. um, you know, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. Um, but I do believe that, you know, not everything is a demon. Like, Dude, <laughs> I, talk, <laughs> I get very passionate about this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to make that clear because I understand like when I'm talking about things, when, you know, when you're talking about stuff like this, I think that people can go, it's like people always are like on one extreme or the other. It's like everything's a demon or it's not a demon and it's all psychological yeah, and you yeah. know, chemical. And I believe that it can be uh, both. And mm -hmm. you know what I'm like, yep. when I look at, when I look at um, like, say me coming out of drug addiction, there was a stronghold over my life that needed to be broken. Absolutely. Okay. That now that that's broken, you know, I, I need to die out to the flesh. You can't cast out the flesh. The flesh is here. You know, and the word of God says temptation is common to man, but God provides a way of escape. Mm -hmm. um, and so when the lies of the enemy come, you have to be able to combat those lies. And you, you've got to know the truth of God's word. Yeah. That is so imperative, so important um, that when the lies come, you know how to combat it. So people ask me all the time, like, you know, how are you with that? Like, and I, I tell people like, of course, I've had temptation mm -hmm. just as anyone else out here has had temptation, yeah. you know, but temptation is not the gauge for freedom. You know, I yeah. say that it's how you respond to the temptation, you know, that determines your freedom. And yes, you know, there can, uh, you know, I, I definitely believe there can be demonic influence ultimately you make the choice for what you choose to do. Like God mm -hmm. has given us free will. Yeah. And so yes, a temptation may come, but how are you warring against that temptation? Yeah. Are you, are you going to walk in the flesh or are mm -hmm. you going to walk in the spirit? Yeah. Well, and, and, and added to that, you know, you're talking about deliverance and, and that has its place a hundred percent. I mean, for me, I've walked through stuff where it was like, it really was layers and it was like multiple months worth of certain aspects, you know, being broken, broken off and then experiencing that lightness that comes from it. Um, and I was still saved during that time. Yeah. It was, you know, but, um, but then also there does come a point where it's be sometimes it, sometimes it is behavioral management or like more like, Hey, whenever I was stressed, I would do this thing and then God can address that and cut it off at the root. And that can be the deliverance. But then you go, okay, now it's my decision of whether I, now that I can think more clearly, I can actually get enough distance to see what this thing is. Absolutely. And then you go, okay, no, I don't want that anymore. I'm, Absolutely. Because I've tasted and I've seen your goodness. And I know that that's better than whatever this thing is that can, can, can bring me in. And there are people that have been delivered 
that still think they need deliverance because they're in that state of like they they they've misjudged like sometimes the desires can still be there but you're you're not tethered to them anymore so you're right. like okay i there is a temptation there but now i can choose to i, I now i can actually choose to walk away and, and absolutely 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 i totally agree with you yeah. and i you know it's it's funny because like I, and that's why i say like you know, we have, we have to, we have to learn to die out to the flesh. Like, I think it's, you know, people are all, people are always calling everything a spirit, like a spirit of lust, the spirit of this, the uh -huh. spirit of that, a spirit of this. And I'm like, man, that like, that, that's your flesh. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, need, you need to kill your flesh. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Yeah. You know, and, but to me that a, a lot of that comes from, there's got to be an intimacy mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. There's got to be an intimacy with the Father that comes through spending time, you know, in His Word, um, you know, uh, in, in the secret place in prayer, uh, you know, I will say, um, I was telling somebody this the other day, um, you know, in times where I have had temptation, I had to take a self-analysis, what is going on in my life and that is coinciding with this temptation that I'm having, 10, 10 times out of 10, it's always been, I had grown lax in my walk. Hmm. I had grown lax in the time that I was spending with the Lord um, in my prayer life. I mean, what you're, you're always going to be feeding, you know, yourself something. And if you're not feeding yourself the word, you know, if you're not feeding that your spirit man, then, you know, with the things of God, then it's being fed elsewhere. And to me, then you leave yourself susceptible for those temptations to arise. Yeah. And if you're, if you've not been rooted and grounded in his word, if you don't know his word, if you, if you're, you're not in relationship with him, when those temptations come, it becomes a lot harder to combat them. And when you begin to feed on those, it gives the enemy a foothold. Mm. And then you're going to leave yourself susceptible wow. to falling back in to those patterns. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, that yeah. is one thing that I have, I've definitely learned, um, you know, in my, in my walk. Um, but I, I'm telling you, like there, there was a freedom uh, in Christ uh, that it's just it, it can nothing can compare that the world can ever give you to the freedom that is found in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing will ever satisfy you. Uh, mm -hmm. Nothing will ever complete you. You know, we live in in a world where everything is about self. You know, it's so everyone is turned so inward into it's all about me. It's mm -hmm. all about what I want, what I desire, and what what's best for me, um, you know, and about living your best life. <laughs> and, and God says that whomsoever loses his life shall find it and whomsoever findeth his life shall lose it. 
And so we're called to lose our life and find it in Christ Jesus. Mm. You know, when the world cries out, you know, oh, it's, you know, you hear this all the time, especially, you know, living in a homosexual life. Oh, well, you know, love is love. Yeah. You know, and God is love. We don't make idols out of love, but it's like, you know, follow your heart. All the monikers that the world throws at you is that literally the word, it's the total opposite of what God's word says. And all those things sound good. You know, they sound good, yeah. but that's the way that the enemy works. Yeah. You know, I think that people think that the enemy is so apparent that it's like you're, you're going to see Satan running around out here with a pitchfork and horns. Yeah. And so people look at it as being like it's between good and evil when really it's between what is good and what's right. Hmm. And so the enemy often will play you play on these things and it sounds good but is it right? Mm. You know? And so yeah. you go into scripture and it's always, you know, what the world cries out. It's always the opposite of what the word of God says. And so, you know, who's the loudest voice in your life? You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, God has to be our source for everything, you know, um, whomsoever should come after me, let him deny himself and follow mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. You know, living a Christian life is, it's a lifestyle. It's yeah. a death walk. Every yeah. day is a death walk. Yeah, I love that you described that earlier as your death walk. I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and it's just, I think we we've we've made in our society and culture today, especially in Westernized Christianity, it's like people, and I'm not dogmatic of the church whatsoever because I believe yeah. that God is raising up a remnant of believers <laughs> like never before yeah. that are going to walk in the power <laughs> and the authority of God like never Come before. Um, yeah. And yes, it's through the testing and the trying times that we are going into that is going to mold and shape that remnant. Um, you know, but I think like so many people have created a God that it's like they 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 think that they can go to God without ever having to leave anything. And yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah. if you still walk the same way, if you still talk the same way, like if you still do all of the things that you used to do before you got saved, then what really happened? Yeah. You know yeah. Me thinks maybe just some right. reevaluation. Maybe you had a fainting experience or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, but, there's a question actually from the chat from Jillian. Yeah. She said, this might be a weird question. Did Drew ever get tempted in dreams after being set free? Oh, that was an interesting question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say that more than any, and I'm not a big dreamer, uh, I, I do have, when I do dream, I, it's very significant dreams. Um, but I have had moments um, of uh, attacks through dreams, in particular when it comes to drug addiction, mm. um, like dreams of where the enemy would, um, you know, bring those things into the dream. And then I would wake up with that on my mind. Okay. And so, um, you know, I have, I've definitely had those times and, um, you know, I, I'm a lot of times I pray like before I even go to bed, I'm like, Lord, cover my mind. Mm, like, you know, I, yeah. I come against any, any, you know, demonic attack, uh, against my mind while I rest, um, you know, at night. So, uh, definitely that has yeah. come, but, you know, I want to say too, like when it comes to addiction, 
I think that there again, I go back to the whole, you know, both and like, I think a lot of times it can be spiritual, obviously, but also you know, there's a physical aspect to it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a, for a very long time, I had, um, I had desires for drugs, but you got to think like when you've been addicted to drugs for three years and your body is so used to having that dopamine rush all the time, like, yes, there is a spiritual aspect and, and, and through, uh, Christ, we can overcome those temptations. But there, uh, to me, I believe that there also is a physical aspect to addiction where, you know, it takes time, you know, your, your mind, um, is in a irregular state, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that takes time to function out properly as well. Yeah. Um, so there again, not everything is, you know, it, I believe it can be two-sided. Yeah, no, way. I agree. I agree. And I mean, obviously there is the whole like neuroscience aspect of neuropathways being formed, thought patterns, like actual grooves in your brain that like, they're like train tracks and, right. and to try and get off of that takes time and effort. And absolutely God is very patient and walking people through that. And I think even like, you know, someone, if they're, they really struggle with negativity and maybe there was something they actually needed to get delivered of, but then they need to walk out going, okay, no, this is what I'm going to, these are the verses I'm going to speak over myself when I find myself getting negative or I find myself getting anxious or absolutely. stressed out or whatever, or lust, or whatever it is. Um, and I think that that's, uh, scripture is a powerful weapon. And Absolutely. man, I like, even like the, 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 the passages or chapters that I've memorized, um, when I'm in a state where I don't know what to pray, maybe the, the warfare is so intense. Cause we get a lot of it around here, uh, doing what we do, uh, where it gets so intense and I know I can't even all I know is to grab a hold of that word and what that word says. And so I'll just recite and then I start feeling absolutely start feeling things lift. And, and then I'm like, you know, and then I'm like, get out of your demon. Oh, right. Well, you know? I tell people too, like a lot of times I will say like when temptation has come upon me, um, you know, I've, I've started praying in the spirit. Yeah. I mean, That's, it's, yeah. it's hard to fall in sin. If you yeah. The enemy doesn't know what you're saying too, which is awesome. You're praying in the spirit. Yeah. And, you know, I, and, and there's been times where I've done that and I've not stopped until that, it, until that thought has passed, mm. you know? Uh, and so, you know, obviously the Bible says that we take it to take every thought captive. Yep. You know, we have to take every thought captive by the power and the authority of Jesus. Um, but that is a huge thing for me, like is, is praying in the spirit, doing that daily, doing it throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that, that prayer essential mm -hmm. in the life of a believer. And I keep saying it, but it, it really is basic. I think we, tr I think we try to, a lot of times we tend to, uh, you know, make things uh, more complicated than what they are. You know, yeah, that's like the human way when, it, when yeah. we're left to our own devices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and I, you know, I say like, to me, 
Obviously, I tell my story and about how God brought me out of those things, but that doesn't mean that the same way that that the way that I have experienced those things that God didn't do it differently for somebody else. Oh, yeah, absolutely did. Yeah. Like, because I think if we think that if we think that it always has to be a certain way, oh, you go up to the altar, you renounce, you, you know, do this and do that and do this. I think it's it's so easy to get caught into and in, in create, you know, the religion out of it. Oh, yeah. It becomes religious. Yeah. And yeah. so but what I do know is the basics of of believer is we have to be sold out in every area of our life, you know, to, to Christ. And it's just like a, a husband and a wife. If, if a husband and a wife, if there's no intimacy in that relationship, if they don't spend time with one another sooner or later, you know, the enemy is going to come in mm-hmm. and a wedge is going to be yep. created. Eyes are going to go elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's no different than our relationship with God. You have to stay in that place of intimacy. Otherwise, you know, you're going to set yourself up, you know, to fall back into those things. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. A hundred percent. All right. Well, um, just in closing, what's, what's been going on? I mean, obviously you stopped doing music. You obviously been kind of started doing it. Again. Is there anything you can talk about that you're doing? Or are you just kind of, in this season, just focusing on now, I'm just like releasing stuff that the Lord wants me to release on social media. I'd love to hear, hear about that a little bit. Yeah. So I definitely, um, you know, one thing I I do believe that God has called me to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the business that uh, my family and I have here in Tennessee, um, you know, we have been growing that over the past couple of years. Uh, The Lord has blessed it tremendously. And um, he has used that business as a means uh, to really minister the gospel uh, into so many people's lives mm-hmm. from, from clients that we work with um, to customers that we encounter and guests that we engage with. Uh, so it's been really awesome to see how the Lord can use you in a marketplace setting to reach believers. Hmm. You know, I think ministry, ministry isn't just confined to the whole walls of uh-huh. a building. Right. Um, it definitely you know, isn't. God is calling us, you know, he, he we are God has given us dominion and you know and he told us to occupy until yeah. he comes. On the seven mountains, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I believe that especially in this hour you know, God is raising up, um, you know, men and women uh, in the marketplace, in the education system, in in the governmental systems of the world, and um, you know, creating um, businesses, creating processes um, that will challenge the darkness. Um, you know, and and honestly, I think, you know, give kingdom believers other avenues, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, to, for their children, yeah. for their business to, you know, so, um, I, I, I love how God is using that aspect of not only me, but my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am in the process of, of writing music, of, um, recording music. Um, and 
I'm one of these people, like I don't really, a lot, a lot of times the Lord will give me uh, songs in times of prayer. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of slow when it comes to those things. Cause I just, I don't want to release just any old thing, but a lot yeah. of what you see on Instagram, those are things that the Lord has spoken to me. A lot of times it's a, it's a, it can, it can be very prophetic. And um, so I really, I post that stuff on my social media kind of to get, you know, for people to get a feel of, you know, what the Lord is speaking to me mm-hmm. um, and to get a feel kind of like what I'm working on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but little I tasters. Have, yeah, little tasters. Yeah. Keep them, keep them <laughs> coming back for more. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, and that's why, you know, for me, I struggled so long to find my sound and who I was musically. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I touched on that earlier about who I, who, who, my identity as far as, you know, just from a mus- musical standpoint. Um, and I'm thankful that as I've sought the Lord, I have found that I have found my sound and, you know, and it's really, it's, and it's it was found he, in him. Right. And it's it what he wants him. to say. Yeah. It's what he wants to say. And so, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm working on a lot of that behind the scenes. And I'm uh, releasing a single here soon. It's called He Never Fails. Mm. And um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm going to North Carolina to do some stuff with that uh, this week, actually. Awesome. And um, so I'm working a lot, you know, behind the scenes. Uh I haven't haven't set my gift off to the side. Um, God is still using it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just thankful that, you know, throughout it, throughout all of it. I never lost my voice mm. and the Lord, um, kept his hand over my voice, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah. good. So good. Well, Drew, I would love for you to pray for the listeners, uh, just to kind of close this out. I think that'd be awesome. Okay. Heavenly father, we just thank you so much, Lord. Yes. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. Holy spirit. We thank you. We welcome you. Holy God. You are so holy and so good. You are so holy, so high and set apart. We just bless your name, Father God. We worship you and we just thank you, Father God, for who you are. Lord, I just pray, Father God, that anyone that may be struggling that is watching this in their identity, if they're struggling with confusion, if they're struggling with perversion, pornography, whatever it is, we just sever that tie right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we command that stronghold to be broken right yes. now in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Holy God, may we, may we see others through your eyes, Father God. Lord, if we have, you know, anyone that has children, friends, family that are struggling in, in sinful lifestyles, Lord, give us your eyes to see them, Lord, that we are image bearers. Holy God, that we are created in your image. May we, may we never waver, Father God, on your truth, Lord. May we never waver and, 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 and sink into tolerance, Father. But may we stand firm on your foundation and, 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 and stand in grace and truth, Holy God. Father God, may we not cower down to the world. Father God, but may we stand tall, stand boldly and speak boldly the truth that you have laid before us, holy God. 
that truth that saves, that truth that restores, that truth that, that delivers, that truth that heals, holy God. Lord, we just thank you so much, Father. We thank you for touching those today, holy God. Lord, we thank you for your word, Father. Lord, I just pray and I, I, I hedge a protection over everyone listening, holy God. Mm-hmm. Lord, we just give you all the glory and honor and praise for who you are. In your mighty name we pray, mm-hmm. amen. Amen, amen. Drew Chambers, this was fantastic. Amen. Yeah, how can people follow you? You know, we talked about your social media. What's the best best way to follow you and what you're doing? So the best way, I would say definitely I'm most um, active on Instagram yeah. at Drew Chambers Music and um, then Facebook, Drew Chambers Music. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about uh, TikTok. But I mean, I don't really get on there. I, yeah. I don't like to give the CCP I know. Much of my information. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but definitely Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Okay. Well, everybody, as usual, links are in the description. So, Drew, seriously, man, thank you so much. Thank you. Wasn't this great, you guys? This is so good. I know people were super blessed by it too. So, um, seriously, thank you so much, man. This thank is great. You. You did great. You did so good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here thinking about everything that I want to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> I like should me. Have said. That's me every day. So um, everybody, have a blessed day. Tune in tomorrow, Wednesday. We're doing part four of four of our Intimacy with Christ teaching series with Avantia. You do not want to miss it as we conclude this epic series about intimacy with Christ. Going through the Song of Songs, it's been absolutely revelation-packed. Uh, I just, yeah, every single week I've been like, whoa, dude. So, uh, that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, elijahstreams.com slash donate is how you guys donate. That's how you get into double whammy. You support the show and you support people getting fresh, clean water wells overseas. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Yvonne. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 